This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So yeah, I mean, we've been talking about nuclear war this week which uh, is a pretty heavy topic, right? I mean, what's heavier? Uh, and again, to, to stress, what we're talking about here is sort of worst-case scenario, highly unlikely, um, but, you know, if it was low risk before, the risk is still low, but it's a little bit higher. It's not zero. Um, and the situation, as we've heard, and, you know, we've had a few, I think we've had three or four nuclear experts on the air in the past week or so talking about this. And, 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 and they've all said the same thing, which I think is interesting. It's not necessarily a situation where um, somebody starts it intentionally. We're in a situation now where there's so much happening and it's part of the conversation that an accident um, could tip us into an area we don't want to go into. So, I mean, the risk is, is, is higher than it was a week ago. That's the bottom line. But that doesn't mean it's imminent or anything like that. And I don't want to panic anybody and I don't want to be accused of, you know, all that. I'm just saying it's there. It's a risk. And, you know, I mean, I've got a, a 22. How old, how old is my kid, Sarah? 20, 21 she's turning, right? She's about to turn. I don't know. She's about to turn 21. And she um, she asked me, you know, what's going on? Are we going to have a nuclear war? I mean, she was worried about it. So uh, I can only imagine what it's like if you have younger kids. So let's see if we can get some help with that. We're going to chat with Nicole Racine, who is a postdoctoral research fellow in psychology at the University of Calgary. Uh, Dr. Racine, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Oh, you're most welcome. Happy to be here. You know, when we talk about I mean, let's just start off. Should we be talking about What's happening in Ukraine with kids? I mean, they've just come through COVID and everything that that brought and that now nuclear war. I mean, what's the best way of handling this with kids? Yeah, so th- this is actually something we've been asking ourselves a lot, um, both as parents uh, and as psychologists. And I think the answer to that is is yes, um, in, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, I think it would be near impossible at this point for kids not to have heard about it in some way, shape, or form, whether it's at school or from just picking up, you know, um, the TV being on and things like that. So we think it's important to be able to have conversations with them um, because actually talking about something helps us feel less distressed. So there's yeah. a lot of research that shows that, you know, when you're able to actually talk something through with someone, you feel better after Um, And so, you know, that's one part that's really important. The other is uh, because of the world that we're living in with social media, misinformation is a huge problem, uh, and especially on platforms like TikTok that kids are often, or Snapchat that kids are often on. And so I think you want to be able to have conversations with them, too, where you can kind of clear up some misconceptions and, um, you know, be open and honest. And then, you know, this is also part of building um, abilities to have these conversations with your kids, because I think what we're learning is, unfortunately, these types of challenging world events, uh, we keep having them. Yeah. And so, you know, this idea that we want to be able to uh, encourage our kids to come to us and have open and honest conversations with them is, is important. 
what about you know making this age appropriate? Like I say, I've got a twenty-year-old who you know is a kid to me, but I mean, it basically is an adult, but has questions. Entirely different than somebody who has a, a five-year-old or a six-year-old who comes home from school and says, "I heard about this. What's going on?" I mean, how do you sort of tailor it to an age-specific discussion? Yeah. So, the, and this is, I think, probably the most important part, and. What we and it's hard to know, right? Because different children uh, might have different understandings. But certainly, I would say for you know the five or six year old and under, you don't want to give them too much information because if they have information that they can't understand, it's going to be scary for them. Sure. And they don't really have um, the ability to kind of say like, okay, well, you know, the likelihood of this is really low for me, or actually we live quite far from the Ukraine, right? A five or six year old, their understanding of that is less. So for kids that age, we recommend, uh, actually they might ask you a pointed question and you can answer it. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to go above and beyond. And you might consider asking them what they know about it, uh, because that can help you to kind of clear up uh, maybe anything, any misinformation that they have. So they can say, oh, you know, what have kids at school been saying or what did your teacher yeah. say and kind of get them to explain. A kid who doesn't really want to talk about it, no problem. Uh, you don't need to have an in-depth conversation with a younger kid who, you know, maybe they're not as phased by it. Whereas with a, an older, uh, you know, school-aged or adolescent uh, then I think, you know, it's more appropriate to um, have a more in-depth discussion, answer their questions, and really uh, normalize how they're feeling, especially if they're feeling worried or scared. That's a normal way to feel right now. Many adults are yeah. having a hard time. Uh, so normalize that and, you know, validate their feelings and, you know, maybe think about, okay, what are some things we can do as a family to help, you know, distract or keep ourselves kind of busy during this time? Um, is there any value in, I think, you know, having raised kids and being around people who raise kids, sometimes we get into the mindset, like, this has never happened before. What, what I'm going through is entirely unique. Um, and is there any value in remembering, you know what, lots of generations have been through th- this exact same situation. There are ways, you know, I mean, they've survived, kids have been through this before. Like, we aren't, I, you know, I'm not trying to minimize it in any in any stretch of the imagination, but just to say, you know what, we've been here before in some ways, and we, we managed to make our way through it then. I think that's a really important point and something for us to consider. I actually live in an intergenerational household, so we have uh, the grandparents around all the time. Yeah. And they were actually mentioning, you know, as kids, they were trained to hide under their desks, uh, you know, for bomb threats and things like that. And I think uh, what that brought up for me was really a, a reminder that this isn't the first generation of kids uh, who are growing up with, you know, war and civil unrest. This has been part of our history uh, for a very long time. And like you said, it's not to minimize it, uh, but it's more that, uh, you know, these are things that happen. We can have open conversations about it. I think what's different now is uh, in the past, maybe you heard the news on the radio, you know, once an evening, it showed up on the cover of the newspaper every day, uh, but it wasn't constant and perpetual news uh, at your fingertips that can be available on a smartphone or, you know, streaming news, et cetera. And so that's the part I think we need to be more mindful of for exposure uh, for kids, uh, because a lot of the content that's uh, visual, some of it's really graphic, uh, and it's not that we want to turn a blind eye, but at the same time, uh, I think uh, it's stressful to have constant exposure to that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think for all of us, it is no doubt. Uh, Dr. Racine, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're most welcome. That's Dr. Nicole Racine.